Hello, Penny here. Today on my garden podcast... Mum, I'm gay. Oh, for God's sake! Why be happy when you can be normal? I took all the soil out of the hole. I put an item in a hole. Why is all the soil gone? There is some sort of pervasive species. Let's get on with the show. Right, come with me. <laughs> that was very forthright, wasn't it? Oh, I'm on a bit of a mission. Um, I feel quite busy in my mind and a bit kind of energised. I've had a really good day. I had a really good night's sleep last night. And we're just walking towards a problem area, frankly. Um, I bought my husband some new gardening gloves. And they're rather excellent, so I've started stealing them and using them. And then, can I just can I just impart my knowledge and insight from recent experiences with gloves? I've got terrific gloves. Don't get me wrong, they're terrific. They're leather. They've got a soft back. They're really good with thorny stuff. I don't get pricked. It's great. They're they're real workmanlike, proper gloves. They've got a nice colour as well and a pattern. So I feel you know they're not, they're quite feminine as well. However. It's an open cuff. So, listen to this, gardener. When you next buy your next pair of gardening gloves, do ensure a closed cuff situation, which is what the husband's glove has got. The husband's glove, really rubbery and tough and all that, and then it's got this kind of knitted cuff. And the reason for that is, I can't tell you the number of times I've had to take my gloves off and tip out a load of soil, rogue soil that's gone in there from getting my hands involved. But with these hunky husband's gloves, it's a closed it's a closed situation. Right. <laughs> let's get on with the let's get on with let's get on with the show. Right, what are we doing? So let's just stop a minute. Right, okay. So if you come out the back of the house, you come out the back of the, the house, the kitchen, through the extension, out through the big glass doors now. Very swish, lovely, can't beat them. And over to the right hand side is a bed. And it's got in it is nothing more than two amazing aces. One is lime green, vibrant lime green, and the other is burgundy. And I planted those together because I love the colourway of the lime green and the burgundy together. And the burgundy one is a little bit taller and that's the one you know, furthest out. They're quite close together though, but I don't mind that. They're, get, they're getting along quite nicely. Oh my goodness, I brought those up from London with me when I moved 12 years ago. And this, <laughs> this lime one, oh my gosh, it was in a pot. And I would say it was about a quarter of the size and it was going nowhere. And now, it's towering above me and the burgundy one I can't remember when I got that probably 10 years ago and I kept it in a pot and it's gone in the ground and it's shot up as well so trees are brilliant they do what you want them to do if you don't want them to grow very tall keep them in a pot if you want them to do what they naturally do stick them in the ground so there's two aces and then we have a bush I don't know what it is 
it's kind of lime green orangey sort of thing do you know what i think i'm going to get one of those apps that does identifying we can have a bit of fun with that can't we and see if it actually can identify um so those are the three main parts of this bed underneath the, the aces this year loads and loads of bluebells it looks like a little wooded dingly dell when you're looking out from the window from the kitchen and i think that's great but what i don't like is this bush so what's going to happen and i've been plotting this for i'd say 18 months now um a horticulturalist friend of mine like i've got loads i know one person who's done a course and she said the best thing to do when you're looking out of your window the place where you perhaps stare out of during the winter or the summer months you know we're having your morning coffee or a bread toast or whatever where does your eye get led to where's the focal point my focal point is actually my washing line uh, i'm not so sure that's a great thing but it's also then this kind of vast shrub bush it's a bit boring i mean it's kind of nice but it's like this massive ball of about two meters wide like this massive orb and i don't know what to do with it other than get rid of it kill it oh it's not good is it but there's another reason it's okay i would keep it but there's another more serious reason why i want to really get into this bed and that is there is some sort of pervasive pervasive species in there it's not um japanese knotweed don't say that too loudly if you're trying to sell your house it's not japanese knotweed no, it's not that stuff. But Delia, my mum, has declared it to be an emergency area. And I take Delia's word to be true. And it's it's like um like a t- seedling growth of like a little tree, like an elm or something like that. And I can't quite remember what she said it was, but she identified it. Again, an app might help with this. I'll get back to you on that. So what I'm keen to do is to eradicate or at least reduce this issue and I think that's going to have to happen by getting rid of this shrub which has been here for years and years and years and also then rotivating roticulating what is it rotivating getting the getting it getting deep under the soil because the roots on these buggers are tremendous and they snap really easily so if you pull them let's have a go actually if you think oh i'll just pull up these weeds you know they snap off incredibly easily but of course then their root system remains in the ground and you can't easily get to it i've tried digging them out in the past and the root system goes on and on and on and i mean it's very satisfying when you do actually pull them all out but absolutely riddled with this stuff this bed and what i thought was in what's inspired me are seeing all of these bluebells and the white bells if we can call them that or white bluebells i don't know um coming up underneath the trees and creating this kind of dingly dell wooded area it's really sweet so i want to make more of that aspect tidy it up a bit the edges are a bit raggedy and it's spilling out over pretty much half of the garden or a third of the garden and I want to pare it back a bit and give us a bit more lawn space so when you do look out of the window and your eye catches the washing line 
it might then rest back on the bluebell area and in fact we could put other flowers in here and grass it over and it's a little bit more expansive then so we've got big plans and as hunky husband said over dinner this evening that's pretty much an all-day sunday job which means we're not going to do it now but we've been talking about it what i am going to do now is put in a fern underneath the aces underneath the aces i don't know what that is or where it's from but it's something my dad might have sung joey hello evening he's having a little pot around he's checking the perimeter fence of the property making sure that all is well he's a little excited because there was a big ginger cat that ran across the lawn a few hours ago and he saw it oh seen a dandelion oh there are the roots on the dandelions are really long aren't they so you do have to dig those out if you try and pull them out that's it you're done yep there we go i like carrots when they come out so what I've got now is a fern. There is it, underneath the arches, underneath the thingy, very dried out. I've been exceptionally tardy with this. I got it out of the, do you remember me saying a couple of episodes ago that um, ex-partner, daughter's dad had bought me a, a basket. In the one of the corners of the basket was this fern and I thought actually it will go better in the ground. Ooh. I might have just done it damaged by leaving it out just with its roots showing the last few days. It's very dry and crispy. Can you hear that? Joey thinks it's some sort of food. He's looking at me expectantly. Anyway, let's get it in the ground and see. There are some other ferns along here as well, so I know they do very well. In fact, they're lovely at this time of year, aren't they? They're curling. They're curling outwards, like coiled up, and then they slowly begin to unfurl and uh, provide this wonderful and huge sometimes uh, display but you can't you can't really um enjoy a fern in the winter but non nonetheless they're gonna it's gonna go in so oh actually i've got one here that's coming out the ground oh my that's lovely it's oh gosh on another one oh that's brilliant so it just looks like nothing in the winter it just completely dies back and then you get these little curly um almost like the tail of like the tail of a seahorse sort of unfurling almost and it looks like nothing right now but i know in a few months it's going to take over quite a lot of space which i think is great apparently ferns are really ancient oh there's another one what's been going on around here so um <laughs> this one's sticking up oh, the, oh yeah they do they've got this kind of um base haven't they that sticks out a bit right i'm gonna have to do something with this fern urgently the one i've got in my hand put it in the ground it's got a funny root ball on it because it's been wedged in a box basically so it's got kind of box shaped right angle on one side and then hmm, i think we have to big dig quite a big hole oh he's getting started are you joey he's digging at something what are you digging at oh joey's brilliant he does this kind of staring thing if he sees like a worm or um, an earwig or something on the floor or, an, or even a f or an ant, he'll put his head right down and he'll be staring at it. I don't know which eye he's using, maybe using a bit of both. And he'll be really still watching something. It's very cute. So I'm going to dig a hole and get the bugger in the ground. 
And we're back with a hole dug. Didn't think you really needed to hear the hole being dug. <laughs> Digged. Right, so, uh, for, oh, the new spade. It's fantastic. It's uh, really good at digging small holes for such things as repotting, replanting. And the fern has gone in beautifully, I have to say. So I'm going to load in a watering can of water. Not because ferns need loads of water but it has been out in the air for ages and this is a really good way of getting your roots suckered into the soil and connecting with the soil that I'm about to fill in and also I do feel very bad for this fern so it's going to get a lot of water there we go <sighs> oh. I've had a really good day it's been so nice nothing like a good night's sleep is there to set you up And I'm really pleased with some of the things I've done today. I went to the shop as well, went to the supermarket. Hey, I bought one of those um, bags for life because I did that thing where you turn up at the supermarket with about maybe a hundred bags for life. You know, those durable, sustainable bags at home, but none with me. So I had to buy another one. Such is life. And do you know what I noticed on the bag was some motivational quote it says it's Olympic swimmer of some description swim against the tide something like that like be the best you can be or swim against the tide be yourself that's it be yourself I thought I'm exhausted from such things as logos on bags telling me to be myself or swim against the tide as well I mean I really don't think that's good advice I think that's really dangerous in certain circumstances. I mean, I get the essence, obviously, of what is being said, which is, you know, do your own thing. Don't be, don't fit in like everyone else. It's like sometimes fitting in like everyone else is a really jolly good idea because otherwise it's really quite tiring going against the grain the whole time. While I'm uh, letting off steam, shall we say, I am backfilling the fern. Hello, fern. Oh, lovely name and um, I just thought actually there's too much of this sort of crap around isn't there people telling us to be ourselves and you know Instagram full of sunsets with make the day this the best it can ever be and yeah do you know what there's a real place for that I think it's really important but does it have to be all the time I feel a bit oppressed by it I feel a bit like I'm I'm a bit inadequate and I'm really not inadequate. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, keep oneself to oneself is maybe what I'm going to put on a bag. <laughs> Don't disrupt, fit in. Oh, there's a brilliant book actually, uh, Jeanette Winterson's book um, title, I think it's sort of semi-biographical um, or entirely biographical, can't quite remember. <laughs> It's about her upbringing in the Baptist church by her very strict parents, but also her mum who really desperately wanted to fit in and be normal. And she called the book, Why Be Happy When You Could Be Normal? Referencing her sexuality. Mum, I'm gay. Oh, for God's sake. Why be happy when you could be normal? Love that. Thought it was really funny. Anyway, uh, that's not what I'm going to put on a quote, but do you know what I mean? You, you ever see these quotes and you just think, oh, anodyne crap. Who made that up? 
I mean, I am worried that the next thing that we see is going to be on a bag of compost, going grow as a gardener, helping others grow while you grow as a person um, and stuff. But luckily, it just seems, I don't know, don't, I don't know if you've ever noticed, you could email in hello at bitfamous.co.uk if you've noticed any changes in the way that gardening products are talked about or referenced or marketed. Um because I think they're stuck in the 1950s, frankly, and there's no reference to the modern world about apart from this is compost, put it in your garden. In fact, I bought a, a bag of compost, which I'm going to focus in another episode, and it's seedling compost. I never thought I'd be buying such things. You probably heard me say, put it in the ground and it'll grow. It's not always the case, actually. <laughs> so in a bid to sort of like reduce the variables on failure um do i mean variable i was never very good at science um reduce the factors that go against you when it comes to gardening i've run out of soil why is all the soil gone i took all the soil out of the hole i put an item in a hole and i can't find the soil to go back in the hole well that's because it's around this massive clump of grass let's see what happens if i shake it off um anyway yeah so uh, on that bag of seedling compost there's nothing that references the human psyche in a development mode there's nothing that says disrupt change animate or anything crappy like that i was going to say bullshit but that's probably not allowed on a podcast i don't know you're going to beep it out should we beep that one out anyway it is isn't it and you go buy a bag in a supermarket and it says swim against the tide I'm just picking up some baked beans for my tea. No, I'm not going to swim against the tide. I'm exhausted. I'm 51. (laughs) Anyway, you'll be glad to know I've had a great day. The fern is in the ground. Joey is still staring at whatever is interesting him. And all is well. I think we could probably call that a night, couldn't we? Good night.